Hi, I'm Blake Gilman, the Vice President, Director of Post-Acute Care Services at LCS. You're listening to the Healthcare Highwire. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Healthcare Highwire. We are concluding our ongoing conversation about ITSI, the International Dysphagia Diet Standardization Initiative. Today, we are discussing what steps you can take to proactively prepare for changing diet orders to the ITSI terminology. This is Michelle Kramer, Director of Health and Wellness Programming with LCS Health Services Division. Joining me today is Teresa Aguello-Thomas, Senior Vice President of Menu Operations with Crandall Corporate Dietitians. Welcome, Teresa. Hi, Michelle. It's great to be here again. Teresa, our past few conversations were high-level discussions around ITSI, the new global standards of practice of providing texture-modified foods and thickened liquids for dysphagia treatment. We covered food and drink testing methods and key talking points for our sales and marketing professionals. Another big step in transitioning to ITSI is active preparing a process to change physician diet orders to ITSI terminology. What approach is Crandall Dietitians taking? Well, Michelle, before I get into answering your question, I want to point out that physician diet orders should correspond with the diet terminology that is reflected on the menu program a community is using. I mentioned in our previous conversations that the ITSI framework will be implemented on the Crandall menus with the release of our fall-winter menu cycle, which occurs in September. In anticipation of this transition, we developed a four-step process for our customers and dietitians to follow. The first step in our process is for a corporation or community to determine which levels of the ITSI diets they can accommodate and will offer. This is a great first step, Teresa. So are you saying that communities are not required to offer every ITSI level of food texture modification and thickened liquids? That is correct. For example, a company may decide to provide the ITSI texture modifications of level six, soft and bite-sized, and level four, pureed, but choose not to include level five, minced and moist, as one of their standard diets. Currently, this is a practice under the National Dysphagia Diet Terminology. For instance, many assisted living communities may offer dysphagia advanced and puree diets, but not the dysphagia mechanically altered diet. In comparison, long-term and acute care settings typically provide all levels of dysphagia diets. Wow, thank you for pointing this out. What about the various levels of drink or liquid thicknesses? Does that same concept apply? It does, Michelle. It is common for communities to utilize pre-thickened liquid products rather than manually thickening drinks. In fact, this is often the corporate preference or policy. A community or company may prefer to provide mildly and moderately thick liquids as their standard offered consistencies since there are several pre-prepared products available in these consistencies. So if a community does not offer all ITSI food and drink levels, but has a resident who needs one of the levels that is not offered, what guidance can you provide us for these situations? We recommend that communities address these situations on a case-by-case basis. 
collaboration with the dietitian, speech pathologist, nursing director, physician, and dining director are critical in determining what the safest diet level is for individuals and if the community can properly provide it. Even if the prescribed texture modification is not a standard diet option that is offered by the community, if the correct systems are in place to support it, and if it is approved by the company, it could be possible to accommodate the individual. It is also important to include the residents and their families. We should always determine diet orders together with the resident in accordance of their informed choice. If the community is unable to accommodate the needed diet level, we recommend referring the resident to a community that can provide the appropriate level of care. This is extremely helpful information, and I see why Crandall recommends this as the first step in preparing to change the physician diet orders to ITSI terminology. So after deciding which texture modifications and liquid consistencies will be offered at the community, what is the next step? The second step is to identify all the areas that require updated diet terminology. This includes diet options listed in an electronic medical record or EMR system, diet communication forms, clinical assessment forms, resident agreements, the diet manual used by a community, and any options in a diet or tray cart program. Think of all the places diets are listed. At Crandall, we identified a list of all the forms, documents, training materials, and so forth that required us to change to ITSI terminology. This is a great reminder that there are often multiple places where diet information is listed. We need to look outside of just the dining service department and update all areas to aid in a smooth transition. Yes. This method really helped us to plan out our timeline and avoid inadvertently excluding areas that might otherwise get overlooked. So to summarize up to this point, step one is to determine what diets we will be offering. And step two is to identify all areas that require updated diet terminology. What is the third step in the Crandall process? Our third step is to conduct a diet audit. There is more than one way to approach this depending on the software or systems a community uses. Most communities utilize an EMR system that can generate a list of resident diet orders. We recommend comparing this diet order list against the resident diet information the dining department utilizes. Then identify which residents have physician diet orders for a texture modified and or thickened liquid diet that will need to change to the IDSI terminology. Timing is an important factor to consider in this step. For Crandall customers and dietitians, we recommend completing this step a few weeks prior to the release of our fall winter menus. Okay, so based on the diet audit, the dietitians and speech language pathologists can prepare diet order recommendations for the physician to change to the appropriate ITSI texture, modified and or liquid consistency diet order, correct? Yes, Michelle. Actively changing diet orders is the fourth and last step in our process. 
Like I mentioned before, Crandall is giving specific guidance regarding how to write the recommendations and a specific date the new diet order goes into effect for our customers and dietitians. To help bridge the transition process, we also included dual terminology, NDD and IDSI, in our menu program. Teresa, we can all really benefit from the comprehensive and valuable information you provided us today. This has been a great process to go through with all of the communities that wish to change to the ITZY diets. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. You are so welcome. Crandall really appreciates your partnership and the opportunity to provide education and training to communities about these new guidelines. I can't say it enough, but I will one last time. We are all in this together. Our team at Crandall Corporate Dietitian really does care about community success, and we are here to help support and answer any questions your listeners have along the way as they transition to these new best practice guidelines. Thank you so much, Teresa. This series about the International Dysphagia Diet Standardization Initiative, or ITSI, and what steps communities can take to make a smooth transition has brought great value to the communities managed by LCS. I want to remind our listeners that LCS archives all podcasts, webinars, and resources about ITSI on LCS Connect. This has been a Healthcare Highwire presentation. Until next time. Thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast. 